Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. This podcast is presented by High Caliber Millwrights. For all of your machinery jobs done right, visit highcalibernw.com. Welcome behind the clubhouse door. A podcast on the Portland Diamond Project with host Billy Gates. A production of ThatCast Network. And welcome to another edition of Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. I'm your host, Billy Gates, and it's been a while since we talked. It's a new year. Hope you all had a fine holiday season, and I hope your uh, 2019 is going well so far. Only about three weeks in, but hey, you know, I hope those have been a great three weeks for you. A lot of news uh, going on right now. I know the last time we talked with uh, the PDP social media manager, Jen Burley, and we chatted about their land acquisition at uh, Terminal 2 at the Port of Portland up on the Willamette River there, uh, just above uh, Slabtown, Pearl District, essentially northwest Portland. Uh, but just this morning, so I'm uh, taping this Thursday, January 17th, just this morning, the Portland Diamond Project officially released a list of 12 local investors uh, that they're calling a charter list of investors. And those investors alone have raised $1.3 billion. That's a billion with a B. That is a lot of money. That's just, I mean, that, that'll cover the stadium uh, that they you know released re- renderings for uh, when they announced the land acquisition and as far as the renderings go you know before we get into you know kind of my my reaction to the list of investors there was a lot of reaction to those renderings especially on social media which i begrudgingly monitor all the time um it's on my phone like i just look at it it's <laughs> my my wife is uh, she hates it but anyway um Looking at those renderings, looking at the reaction on social media, like everybody was just freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, what about this, 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 and this? This this is a marathon. Those renderings were just a small, you know, checkpoint along this marathon route uh, that the Portland Project is running. Um, I mean, in the end, I mean, yeah, it, it'd, it'd be cool if the stadium actually looked like that. But in the end, I mean, it is a little bit of marketing. It's a little bit of art class. It's a little bit of, you know, just kind of kind of getting people revved up about this project, kind of get support behind it. That roof, though, the retractable roof system looked amazing. So hopefully that happens. And so did the uh, you know, PDX mode in the outfield. But, but anyway, that, that's kind of beside the point I want to make with this podcast right now. And I'm also sorry about my voice. It's a little tweaky. It's a little weird. I've been kind of battling some sort of cold. I don't know what it is. It's the plague. I'm, I'm slowly dying. Anyway, about the list of investors. So I'm going to go through them. I know you've probably already seen them. You can go to portlandironproject.com. John Kenzano of the Oregonian had a story about that uh, late last night when he confirmed uh, the list. And then the Portland Diamond Project has an official release on their website. So what we knew, uh, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, a former pro ball player himself, albeit in the minor in the minor leagues, actually saw him play at Tri-Cities 
that summer between uh, him leaving North Carolina State uh, to transfer to Wisconsin for football. He's pretty good. Uh, recording artist Sierra, Russell Wilson's wife, uh, and Darwin Barney, the former Major League ball player uh, from Beaverton with the Southridge High School, um, and along with his father, David, David P. Barney, and his brother, David M. Barney, and they own a, a, a dentistry business there in Beaverton. And now for the investors that really nobody knew about until now, uh, there's a retired business owner, philanthropist, Samantha Richardson. She's quoted in the release from the Portland Diamond Project. It's down here near the bottom. Uh, it says, I have a very strong, very personal love for baseball. I was a diehard Cubs fan when I lived in Chicago for many years. And she lives in Lake Oswego. Uh, and she says, quote, When I heard about the opportunity to invest in the effort to bring an MLB to Portland, MLB team to Portland, I didn't hesitate. So she's been in it since the beginning. So good on you, Samantha. That's awesome. Uh, former CEO of Platt Electric, Harvey Platt and his wife, Sandy. Uh, the founder of a marketing firm called the Opus Agency and restaurateur, Grant Hammersley. The Portland Gear founder and CEO, Marcus Harvey. The uh, Portland Diamond Project and the Portland Gear have been, have been you know, connected from the start. The pop-up shop for the Portland Diamond Project is located uh, where the timber store operated by Portland Diamond, or operated by Portland Gear. So many Portlands. So many. Um... The Diamond Project pop-up store is located where the Timber store is on Morrison, which Portland Gear runs. There we go. I, I could spit it out eventually. Uh, Camp Grizzly founder Dan Portrait and his wife Sheena. Camp Grizzly is a media company uh, located up in uh, northeast, uh, up around the uh, Sullivan's Gulch area. Uh, they have offices in Portland and Brooklyn, so you know they're legit if they're occupying both coasts. Uh, Avamir Group founder uh, and CEO Rick Dillon. Uh, that's kind of a group of uh, rehabilitation centers, uh, senior living homes, that sort of deal. Uh, D.W. Fritz Automation CEO Mike Fritz and his wife Kristen. And what I expect to see a lot more of as as we move along here, as we get into the different stages of fundraising, because this is just kind of the initial fundraising stage, where again, they've made $1.3 billion dollars which is enough to cover a stadium. Now they just need an extra billion to uh, for a team. But I expect to see more Nike VPs involved. Uh, Nike VP of Global Footwear Product Creation, Mark Allen, and his wife Peg. They're in on the investor group uh, with Craig Cheeks, uh, connections with his former job at Nike and where he worked um, with uh, Greater China and you know all of his North America work. I could see the Nike folks getting in on this right away, and I would not be surprised to see some international investors coming from, you know, the standpoint where they knew Craig while he was working in China. I want to have that connection. It's all about relationships, people. It's all about relationships. Uh, Jevo founder Tyler Williams, and they're a, a food and beverage um, innovator, if you will. Um, as I was doing my, you know, internet research to kind of figure out who these people were, Tyler Williams and his business partner have invented a way to make instant jello shots. That's right. That's not a joke. That is a real thing. It sounds like something from the onion. I know, but that is a real thing. 
a real thing. Instant jello shots? Man, that's like every sorority and fraternity's dream. Am I right? Also, what if they were served at the stadium? Could you imagine? It's got to be like breaking some sort of like OLCC regulation or something, but instant jello shots at the ballpark? Oh man, I'm in. Tell you that much. And then finally, uh, real estate broker Kelsey Williams. Uh, She's a Windermere representative uh, based at Lake Oswego. And so that is the list of 12, if you were. The the baseball's dozen. Not, Not the dirty dozen. The MLB to PDX dozen. Um... This is a great step. I mean, obviously, locking down land at Terminal 2. Um, one more feather in their cap. They're re- releasing uh, this list of investors. I think this brings a little more validity to the project. Um, I mean, just coming out and saying, hey, here's the initial group of investors we have. Here's how much money that they're putting up. And it's already enough for a stadium. They're going to need... A lot more money. Like, this is going to take a while. This isn't an overnight thing. This is going to take some time. And from all accounts, the folks at the project, so Craig Cheek, Mike Barrett, um, everybody else that's been, you know, involved as an advisor or on their on their staff, uh, things, things are going well. And of course, there is going to be some skeptical people. I mean, I'm still skeptical. I mean, I, 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 I kind of treat this as okay. Each each uh, step is being, you know, checked off. They're plugging right along. There's a ton of momentum with this project right now, especially with all the money they raised. They've also raised about forty thousand dollars for the nonprofit Friends of Baseball through their merchandise sales. So for those that have been on you know social media saying that. Oh, they're just an apparel company. Pipe down. Like, seriously. They're not just an apparel company. They've raised $1.3 billion to put a freaking baseball stadium here in Portland. That's disrespectful to call them an apparel company. They're they're making the shirts and the sweatshirts and the hats and all this, all the merchandise for A, to to create a, a public presence to to get um, you know, to build up their image. And B, they're going to donate it to a very, very important nonprofit in the area uh, that helps uh, facilitate youth baseball uh, and makes it accessible to a ton of kids. And Nova Newcomer there at uh, Friends of Baseball does a tremendous job doing that. And 40K can go a long way um, into um, their budget. And it's more than 40K, so it's, you know, plus that. So, I mean, it's, it's a tremendous thing that the Portland Down Project is doing, and they're not seeing any of that money. Uh, that's going straight to Friends of Baseball. So for those saying they're just a t-shirt company, just shut your mouth. Like, that's pretty much all there is to it. Well, I mean, I guess that's that's kind of a weird way to end this thing, but uh, just to recap, the Portland Diamond Project has released a list of 12 investors, all local, by the way, and their families too. There's not you don't see a hedge fund or anything like that. That'll come later in the project, I'm sure. But until then, I mean, all this money's been raised locally, and 
if if that doesn't get you jazzed up um, about the prospects of baseball coming to Portland, then I don't know what is. I mean, I've been saying this all along. Like, if they didn't have the money, if they didn't have all of this capital that they've raised, they wouldn't have got this far. They wouldn't have even bought land at Terminal 2. They wouldn't be looking to potentially buy more land. They wouldn't have made the shirts to make the money for Friends of Baseball. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I wouldn't be talking into this microphone. You wouldn't be listening to me. Like, this is a legit thing. And even that silly little bill that's going through the House and the legislature there in Salem isn't going to mess this up. If you don't know about that, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to cover it here because I think it's dead in the water. It's not going to have the votes. Um, just Google search Senate Bill 5, um, and then, I don't know, do that on your own. That's your homework, by the way. Um, the more they do this with, with private money, the better it is, I think. Um, but if they do have to use public money, then they, they know the proper channels to go through. But I think it'd be awesome if this was just 100% privately funded. And, I mean, if they're already raising $1.3 billion, there's a good chance that they may not need public assistance. So, 12 investors, $1.3 billion. They have land to put a stadium. They've got the cash to build a stadium. Let's get this thing built. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to get a team here. Like, don't don't think this is like a, you know, next year thing. This is, this is like I said earlier, this is a marathon. This is going to take a while. I don't foresee a team here, I don't know, three, four years, maybe. And I hope it's an expansion team, although I would accept a team relocating here. But I think expansion is the way to go for Major League Baseball. If they put a team in the East and a team in the West, they get to 32 teams, split it up, eight divisions, four teams. It's perfect. But, just my opinion, 12 investors, $1.3 billion, all local. This is amazing. Let's, let's get this done. Let's do this. All right, enough of that. This has been Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project, part of the ThatCast Network. And I swear, next time I do this, my voice will be a little bit better. It was terrible earlier. But anyway, Behind the Clubhouse Door, Portland Diamond Project, ThatCast Network. I'm your host, Billy Gates. See you later. Want to advertise on this podcast or one like it and reach a targeted and engaged audience? Go to thatcast.com to start reaching our audience.